0: what is up everybody welcome to comic book club i'm alex i'm justin i'm pete and we are coming to you live from the internet very exciting exciting stuff going on uh, we have two amazing guests for you guys today. So I'm very excited. excited to introduce in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to talk about something a really important cause. That our Patreon Slack has been supporting lately, uh, that I feel very strongly about. I think it's Ooh. important to talk about this right at the top of the show. Uh, they put together a CBC drinking game for tonight. Uh, oh, yes. boy.
2: Like all yes, professional uh, news outlets, we have a drinking game associated with us.
0: <laughs> yes. I uh, know. I'm very excited about this. I hope they don't mind us uh, blowing up their spot here. But uh, I, should I read it off to everybody and so they can play along no, if they want? Definitely. Of course. Okay, That's so, how drinking games work. Okay, so uh, drink, take a shot every time. And actually, I'll set up the end first. Uh, They say the ones are hard mode. The twos are easier to manage. Choose. So drink, take a shot every time. One, Pete says fuck. So two fucks. But two fucks equal one drink. That's right. Which is fair, because otherwise everybody would die. Uh, All good fucks come in twos, (laughs) as we say. I like this one. Two, Pete says the art alone is worth it. (laughs) <laughs> i do say that a lot i yes. do say that a lot it's true. uh then i guess over to me um i don't know i don't want to set this up badly for our guests here but one alex says all right after ruthlessly booting the guest from the video chat <laughs> oh. wow
2: is this a drinking game or just
0: some severe, severe burns yeah this is oh i'm sorry it's a roast that's yeah. that's what it says i read it wrong uh and two alex mentions his day job uh you know it's funny actually <laughs> we were not talking about that at my day job and anyway never mind uh, uh there we go count, one for justin one justin purposely makes pete angry never uh, have never has no it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right.
2: It's always you a think being tied.
0: I'm married to him.
2: Yeah, exactly. I guess that's where the initial anger came from.
0: <laughs> and two, Justin's classical training or being a line producer. <laughs> Great.
2: And as always, I am definitely not a line producer. Uh, uh, you're a classically trained line producer, aren't you? That's right. Um, one of Shakespeare's line producers were some of the biggest uh, successes, the most famous um, members of his ensemble.
0: <laughs> uh so there you go. That's the drinking game. There was also some questions about whether rules should include uh cheesesteaks or anything like that. Do you feel like there should be an extra bonus for talking about cheesesteaks?
2: Uh is or there any like specific steaks? phrase we could associate with um a cheesesteak
0: that Oh, that's like, a great question. Maybe we could say like you take a drink if somebody ever says sucking on a cheesesteak. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm
0: playing along. Uh, Uh, All right, so feel free to play wrong. Obviously, if you're underage, do not drink. If you're of age, drink responsibly and prepare to get schnockered. Now, we're going to invite our first guest into the feed here. Hopefully, everything works smoothly. Uh, If it does, he is one of our favorite writers of comic books. Uh great guy. One of our favorite guests on the show, one of our favorite guests to interview. I'm vamping here a little bit to let him in. Uh, but it is Dan Slot, who's Dan the Dan Slot, everybody. Dan Slot, who is the writer of Iron Man 2020. Uh, he's doing some fantastic four stuff you might have heard about. He's also working on the Empire event, and he is slowly accepting and connecting. We'll see if it works. Uh what's your, your what's your favorite thing about Dan Slot while well, we're waiting? Oh waiting wow. to get that's
2: Well, I mean, um, I feel like uh, this is something we could talk about when he's here, especially. But um, uh, we talk a lot about the blend of humor in comics, uh, especially Mm -hmm. superhero comics, and how difficult it is. And I think he is one of the best. Um, And I think the 2020, uh, the Iron Man event, is a great example of that. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, Um,
2: Pete. I mean, Pete? do Uh, you still do you hold a grudge against Dan
3: because of something he did in the past,
0: (laughs) say maybe several decades ago at this point?
3: No, no, I I don't hold hold any grudges. Um, I I think that, um, you know, it does hurt that he enjoys drinking the tears of comic book fans. I mean, that still hurts a little bit, Uh, but he is an amazing writer and a funny, fun person to be around. So I'm very excited uh, to get to talk, Look, to he wants. He wants in. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious.
2: <laughs> he's. Hmm. he's, he's it's it weird that
0: we're connecting.
2: It is weird that we're talking about him and he's right there. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Do exactly. you think
2: they ever have this problem on the Tonight
0: Show? Uh, yeah, all the time. Here, yeah. Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uninvite you, you from the chat. Yeah. Kick him out in. and then re-invite him in. Yeah, we'll see if that works. Nice. This is ah, tech. It's been a couple of weeks now, and we still haven't totally figured it out. All right, here we go. Trying again. Trying yes. again. Uh,
2: that's oh, technically a drink. Alex, kick the guest out. That's a drink. That's a, definitely a drink.
0: Yeah, wait. No, Jed, I'm um adding you again. Don't worry. Here we go. And okay, Pete has and his ceiling fan Janet going, so
3: that's annoying, so that's a drink, too. <laughs> Why is that annoying? I turned off my AC,
2: so that wouldn't be loud. Because me saying Come it on. is purposely trying to make you angry, and that's a drink. <laughs> oh, it all that. comes back to uh, that.
0: Yeah. How are you guys doing while we're waiting? How's everything going over there? I'm well, I want to know how your guys. It's you. I like stayed. we're
2: people who've never met before. <laughs> yeah. We're not Who trapped in an elevator. Who
3: are you? <laughs> how was your father's day? Did you guys get any cool gifts? Did
0: you get breakfast in bed? What happened? Here, you guys talk. I'm, g- I'm going to chat with Dad in the chat here. Me and Pete. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, the uh, two other people. Uh, oh, Pete. Uh, Pete how Pete was your father's
0: day? What did you do?
2: Um what I did is uh I um had a, a breakfast made for me, which is very exciting. And um, Was it edible? Yes, it was incredibly edible. Nice. Um very fancy eggs. Uh what with, uh, constitutes uh fancy eggs, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, there's uh there was some salami in there. There was some green Ooh. onions, there's some cheese. Ooh. Very well fancy. uh very well cooked. And um, then I got some uh, bar gifts, like um, a shaker bar? for drinks. Yeah, bar. They really. Oh, okay, um, okay. In, I didn't know if it meant like pull up bar. Or... Yeah, which bar do you think I'm attending? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the chin up bar. Uh, okay. And um, I, I left the house for a, a couple hours to go um, uh,
3: be outside. You just left your family for a couple hours. Is what you're saying? That was you were just like, "Hey, you know what? Daddy needs some alone time."
2: I mean, what's the most premium thing that you can have in this time is just being
3: alone for a little bit. Well, that's nice. Did you a walk, or when your famous runs? What'd you do? My famous runs. Yeah, Um,
2: I uh, I went to the park.
3: The ones where you tape up your nipples and then you go out running for like miles and miles.
2: To be fair, my nipples are always taped. I can't let those things see the light of day. Very sensitive, (laughs) Uh, very sensitive skin. Um, Pete, what did you do this
3: weekend? Who? Well, Zalbin's moving. I'm also trying to move, so we looked at a lot of different uh, apartments here in Philly. Uh, You know, so you know, had uh, had uh, found a new hoagie spot that I'm very excited about. Wait, you've expanded out from cheesesteaks to hoagies?
0: Oh yeah, nice hoagies Andy. and grinders, bro.
3: Hoagie's wow. and grinders. Wow. Are you uh,
0: sucking on a cheat? Hoagie. Yes. Oh, yes. There's a drink. There's a drink.
2: <laughs> sucking on a hoagie.
0: Wow, Real man. hoagie bear. All right. We seem to be uh having problems getting Dan here in. Uh Dan, here's what I'm gonna suggest. What I'm gonna suggest to you is why don't you log out, log back in. In the meantime, we're going to bring our second guest in and then we will come back to you. Sound good? Oh, man. Yeah, there we go. Another uh, horrible kicking out of the guest. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Dad, if you could log out and log back in, I think that might help. In the meantime... Yeah, turn it off and turn it on again. I'm good tech help. In the meantime, uh, we're going to bring in our second guest for the moment, and then we will come back to Dan, uh, when hopefully everything has cleared up. Uh, here we go. Let's see if this <laughs> one works. Everything has cleared up. Tech I don't tip. know. Got to clear trying. the uh, internet tubes. <laughs> yeah, just They're take my computer data. and shake it up and down. Uh, hopefully, our other guests can hop in here. There, there he is. is. Hey, George Costinas of the New York Times. Everybody, George, that is a
4: amazing. Look at that background. Wow. I did it just for you guys. I cleaned up this weekend, and I'm going to show it off. <laughs> oh, Absolutely man, stunning. That is impressive. I'll just can you, out you walk, of the walk way us, this. Yeah, 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 you walk us through it? Yeah. Can you walk us through it? Well,
2: you don't I have to move the, the camera. Just just. This gesture, yeah. yeah
4: the, point. So, uh, the top shelf is uh, a lot of DC Direct um, uh, manufactured and custom made figures uh, Titans and uh, the Justice League. And then the bottom shelves are gifts or signed books. Um, okay. And this uh, Teen Titans statue of uh, the cover of uh, the Wolf in Paris Titans number one that uh, a, f- a couple of friends got me two of them. And then because I'm an addict, I had to buy the rest myself.
0: Wow. Wow! That is awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And you, uh, so, so the this thing is that we're going to talk- <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. Uh, so the thing we are going to talk about, uh, we've been for the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, I guess now, we, in the stack portion of the show, when we've been having guests, some of our favorite guests on, we've had them talk about, Either recent run or older ones that they particularly really liked or were into or were very nostalgic about, uh, and revisited him. And the one that we're going to talk about with you, you suggested this, and I thought this was such a great idea. Uh, Titans Hunt, not the title Titans Hunt, but the new Titans arc, uh, number 71 through 84, written by uh, Marv Wolfman and art by Tom Grummet. Uh, I gotta admit, this was an arc that I think like I've I've seen references to a lot because it's a big Jericho arc, but I realized very quickly I had never read before. Uh, so I'm glad we went back and checked it out. Yeah. But why did this resonate so much for you? Why was this arc so important for you, George?
4: Um, I mean, I've been a Titans fan for a long time. We can uh, tell. So I can tell. <laughs> through some really, really bad periods with the team where it's uh it, you know, it's just rough to be a fan of the group for uh, as long as I, I have. And I re- I recall that when that storyline started, uh, Tom Grummet's art was amazing. Yeah. And literally for the first time in, like, probably a year, every issue was exciting to, like, pick up and read. Because, I mean, it's crazy and it's incoherent sometimes. But you you didn't know what was going to happen. So it was like, it was just crazy surprises month after month for like a year um and you know my favorite character dies in it so uh that was rough but uh it was just it was an
0: incredible year of stories wait i think we could spoil it since it's several decades old Uh, which was the character was it uh Uh, i've been a
4: big raven fan from the beginning so she died for like oh yeah raven
0: uh, so, for those who haven't read it, here's the broad overview of the storyline. Uh, it basically it starts off at the anniversary of the Titans. They're all going to be going to dinner together, and one by one oh. they get picked off by this character called Wildebeest. Uh, Nightwing is left alone. He doesn't know what's happening, and it Deathstroke essentially is the guy who has to go and rescue the Titans, which is crazy. Yeah, right up he top. saves the day. Yeah, uh, but then. It was specifically because, like, he wants to get his son Jericho. He wants to get him back. Um, but it, it sort of unfolds very slowly with this mystery. Where first it turns out, like, okay, there's not one wildebeest. There's two wildebeests. Then it turns out this whole wildebeest society where there's dozens of them all working together to capture the Titans for some unknown goal. Uh, And then ultimately it gets revealed that Jericho is actually the mastermind behind all of this. He's been masquerading as wildebeest the whole time. Uh, And that's the first... The, that's kind of like the first half of it. Uh, then it ends up getting caught in some crossovers. Armageddon in two thousand and one, and one of my getting...
2: favorite crossovers.
0: Yeah, for real.
2: For, yeah, I liked it. The Wave Rider into it.
4: Yeah, uh, so it, it gets it's caught a big in... crossover. But then it also gets stuck with the uh, War of the Gods as well. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. it, it. It kept delaying the story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing that I was really struck by, I felt like to be. Perfectly honest, this being the first time I read through it, that it starts to fall apart a little bit in the second half once it hits those crossovers and then it heads in a very different direction. But man, the first half of this storyline, which is still like six to eight issues, is so tense and so propulsive yeah. throughout.
2: Uh, what yeah, I, I love see, about.
4: Gordon,
0: oh, go <laughs> oh, ahead. Go <laughs>
4: No, I just want to say that the Tom Grummet art uh, is fantastic. The the first part is a double sized issue. It recaps the origin of the team and the individual heroes. Uh, And you're right, like, I think the first seven issues or so are probably the most cohesive. And then after that, it sort of starts to go off the rails.
2: What were you going to say, Justin? I was gonna say, I love the way it starts. Like you mentioned, the tension and all the characters, it feels like they've grown up a little bit. And this, is, it almost feels like senior year and they're like all going their separate ways. And then we find that a bunch of them are just dying <laughs> uh, and are being captured and all these horrible things happening. So it has that tense. And I felt some nostalgia there. You're in their heads a ton, like Nightwing. You lost. Yeah, I do. Uh, Nightwing's really, like, feeling it. Uh, Making
3: himself food, not knowing how to (laughs) shower properly, you know, just having water (laughs) all over the place. Yeah, it was... uh, I I thought it was very interesting, especially the kind of like unfolding of the plot where you kind of think one thing is happening. Then all of a sudden it's like, wait, how many beast men are there? Like what is going on in the fun like eight and 14 and then the fun like Nightwing reveal that he's also in there. I I thought it was really impressive, especially going back and reading something like that where it's like, uh, you know, you think, okay, this will be an older story and it'll kind of be a little uh, played out because it's probably been pulled apart for ideas and stuff like that but it was it holds up as far as like uh an interesting arc that you kind of don't see coming which is pretty impressive
0: the other thing that i think is really bold about it again particularly in that first half before the team starts coming together is you start don't with Don't this but, in the halves. Uh, no, but it is in halves that. because it's like the first half then it has like also yes there you go. Like the top half of your body and the bottom half of your body. That's two halves as well, Pete. Right? You're ridiculous. Talk <laughs> about the story. Don't divide it in halves. The fact <laughs> that they keep the main characters in Titans off screen for so long is a super bold choice. That, like, they take everybody off the board. Like you were talking about, Nightwing masquerades as a wildebeest himself so he could break into the headquarters and find out what's going on great Nightwing thing to do but most of it is like Deathstroke and some random dude being like I don't know where the Titans are this
5: is really bad
0: (laughs) and then they keep introducing these new characters who turn out to be tied to all of the other characters in other ways but it's such a smart choice to that I feel like in a normal modern title even with all the decompression you would still have one maybe two issues where it's like where's the main team? Now here's the new team that's going to go after them. But it isn't even, it takes like six issues to establish the new members of this team first.
4: I think it's kind of fun that they uh, focus on Deathstroke, but also the other parents like Raven's mother is a main character. uh, And Garfield's adopted father uh, is on there as well. Uh, So it's, it's sort of like a reverse, like it's almost like Riverdale where like you have the young kids and then like the older generation, uh and the, the plots obviously overlap uh we
0: actually have a couple of uh questions for you over here on youtube george Ooh. uh they're i think Let's all do. action figure questions but <laughs> mike uh san gregorio <laughs> wants to know do you have a kingdom come donna troy and john dude uh, wants to know if you have a flex Mentallo figure
4: I do not have a flex. I'm hoping that uh, I'll get one one of these days. Uh, And Mike (laughs) is asking that question because he gave me a Donna Troy kingdom. Wow. (laughs) That's 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 a very good comment move. They're color coordinated. So I know she's in the red section.
0: Yeah. You got a rainbow up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's impressive. Uh, I love it. Wait, are they color coded? Is it like going from red to yellow to green, like the rainbow?
4: And yeah, pretty like, much. I mean, I, I'm a little OCD. So in the middle is the Justice League, like what I call the big 16. But on either side of it, it goes it's color blocked from uh, red to violet. Wow. Mm.
2: When are you going to do a full New York Times spread breakdown of this action? figure? <laughs> yeah, that's right. want.
4: <laughs> I you want the paper see. to stay in business. So I will skip that.
2: Come on. It's a magazine piece.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I do want to ask you, other than this title, because there are so many things going on in the world of comics. You've been putting up a bunch of different articles lately on a bunch of different things. Uh, You, uh, I mean, one that I remember offhand, I think you broke the news about the special Walking Dead comic that's coming out on July 1st. Robert Kirkman is writing it. Charlie Adelard is drawing it. It's taking place after the end of the series and focusing on Negan. I feel like there was a lot of back and forth about that in terms of, like, forcing people to go to shops. What's your take on it?
4: I mean, I I think it's very generous of him. Uh, Comic shops need support right now, and this is a great way to get people to go to the stores. It's not going to be available for digital download, so if you're a rabid Walking Dead fan, you're going to have to like order a hard copy or visit your local store. I think it's great. And he's done a lot of generous things like that before. So I'm all for it. And I love that series. So I'm looking yeah. forward to reading that story.
0: Um, uh, and also, I think you did a pretty big Pride Month spread in the Times as well. Right. Uh, what went into yeah. that?
4: Uh I read a lot of comics because, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> thankfully, publishers notice my byline. So they're always sending me stuff. Uh, nice. So I knew there were a couple of books coming out in June, uh, Time to Pride Month. Uh, and I read the uh, Aqualad young adult novel, which I loved, a uh, graphic novel. Um, so I just started compiling a list. And thankfully, my editor said yes. I, I said, like, I think this is perfect for the month. I can e- easily give you six. I ended up making uh, a list of ten of them. I Probably could have
0: done 20, but I, like, I sort of have to rein myself in. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, ooh, we got a question here on Crowdcast actually for you as well. This is from Liwana na 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 George. Uh, when I was first trying to decide if my podcast cr- oh my uh, podcast Crush on Peach should become a real crush, I Googled him, and the first thing I read was your long article: Do you consider yourself a long game matchmaker?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wait, wait! I'm not sure I understand that question. Uh,
2: no, well, Pete's girlfriend, yeah, who's sitting, sitting behind him—oh,
0: you got to girlfriend
2: sitting behind him, and they got together because you wrote an article about this show, and um, that's how she finds people. She trolls the New York Times and works her way yeah. through, and she ended up uh, with Pete. Wow! Yeah. So, well,
4: thank you, thank you very much
3: for
2: putting that
4: article. Out. Yes, I'm a matchmaker on the side, also.
0: <laughs> I appreciate uh, it, and we have another one over here on YouTube. Uh, Marvick Yao says,
4: "Hello, George. What's your favorite Funko Pop?" Ooh. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Um, I try to limit my songs. I, I do need some boundaries. Uh,
2: <laughs> I don't see any boundaries behind you, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the classic Aquaman one a lot.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was
4: lamenting to my friend that, uh, again, I love the JLA and the Big 16 is important to me from the original seven up to Firestorm. I don't think we're ever going to get a Red Tornado or uh, Elongated Man, which is sad to me. So I have yeah. two spots waiting for them, even though they'll never be filled. Ooh,
3: wow. Ooh, wow.
2: Spots. All right. We'll that's see a, what we can do. That's a direct <laughs> call out to Funko Pop on this podcast. Right <laughs> <laughs> red Tornado ne- next month. All right.
0: <laughs> Make it happen. Uh George, before we let you go, anything else you want to plug that's coming up? Any articles or things that people should keep an eye out for?
4: Um it's hard to plug some stuff. I mean, I, I'm sure. like I'm reacting to news usually.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh one of the pieces that I am working on ahead of time is uh Time to the Wonder Woman movie, whenever that happens. Yeah. I guess it's October now. Yeah, I believe. So. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm yeah. not even sure, but uh I'm going to do a look at her costumes over the years because there's been like probably eight or ten significant ones. Mm-hmm. So, and she's got the armor in the movie, um, and I'm just going to show like where these references are coming from. Nice, that's
0: awesome. awesome. Definitely looking forward to that, George. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so good seeing you. Hope you're yeah, uh, staying great safe and you. everything. Uh, thanks, thanks for you for me. Spotify. See you
3: later, George. You. We're all
2: journalists, so it makes sense for we hanging We aren't, out. but
3: you are. Thanks so much for what you do. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: Bye, George. Bye-bye, you, George. All right. All right. Uh, so we're going to try to set up uh, Dan here again. Come on, Dan. This is it. We'll see what happens. I'm just gonna, it's going to take me a second, but I did want to mention while I am looking for his name here. Here we go. Uh, Titans Hunt. Was the storyline we were talking about with George? It is in the New Titans 71 through 84. Definitely check it out. Uh, I was really surprised. I think you could to read oh, the I first time. Oh. Hey. 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 hey!
5: And Dude, there's Dead Slot. This is like, uh, what is it, like Three Kings? Where they can't get the Army's thing to work, but then they do uh, yes, their phones. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, it's so like my iPad didn't work. The, the computer didn't work. But, hey, iPhone. Yay. yeah.
0: Dad, so good to see you. How are you oh, doing? Oh,
5: man. Good to see you guys. I am good. I am currently – I just spent uh, 14 days in isolation so I could visit my parents. Oh yeah. good. good son. So that, there you go. Uh, and and well, uh, yesterday went well. was the first day, and Mom gave me uh, a haircut. So.
0: Oh, well, it looks very nice. Thank I you. like it, it. Good.
5: That beard looks, like, perfectly groomed. I would not let her near the beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: kind of near the beard. I'm like, no,
5: yeah.
0: No. Can everybody <laughs> freeze? Uh, well, listen, you have lots of stuff going on, as always. Lots of comics, lots of things you're working on. Uh, the big one that's coming out tomorrow is Iron Man 2020, Oh my God. number four. Wait, did, wait, we
5: lost we lost uh Pete.
2: Yeah, oh. he he has a grudge against you because of the Spider-Man stuff, so you know he's
0: <laughs> So he just logged out. He left. Yeah. He really? No no, 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 he
2: no, no, he, no. he just has bad internet probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I He'll be back in a second, I'm sure. Uh there or or he's gone permanently forever. Uh, Iron Man twenty twenty. We're going to talk about it though. Uh, this storyline is great. It's also so complex uh, in the best way. I think. Like for anybody who hasn't been reading it, there's an AI revolution. There's Arno Stark. There's Tony Stark thinks he's an AI. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Hey, Pete, back. Um, wow. oh, talk about. I mean, you've done a couple of interviews about this anyway, but talk about with a Genesis. Of the Iron Man 2020 thing.
5: I wanted Iron Man 2020 so bad. Uh, we, like, uh, the second Bendis left for um, for DC to do Superman, they called me on the phone and uh you know, Dan, we wanted you to know before it, it broke in all the trades that uh, Brian's going to DC. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. well, that's a shame. Like, you know, he's a powerful force in the room. He will be missed. Um, and yeah. they pause. And I went. I want Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad to see him go, but it's like a strong opportunity here. Suddenly, <laughs> we had one full summit, and uh, I let the guys know a year ahead of time when I like. I think I'm done with, with Spidey uh, once I hit 800. I think you know, being the guy who wrote 600, 700, 800. What a that's, run! That's wow. probably yeah. Uh, <laughs> um and uh Axel at the time was E I C and he kept calling me into going, mm. Okay, what what do you want to do after uh, after Spidey? And I'm like, What do you what do you got? And well I, I'd go, I want to do Fantastic Four Indiana Jones. And he'd be like, We're not doing Fantastic Four Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he was, at first he was like, I want you to be the god of X. How would you like Ooh. to do X franchise? And I went Nah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Turns down wow. to X. I, I, well, it's like it, my brain is really hardwired into the Marvel superhero side and Spidey side. And there are times in band where I stopped reading X-Men. And That's so interesting. There's huge gaps in my X-Men knowledge. And if you said, hey, you have to be the guy. If, if they said to me tomorrow, hey, do a, a Nightcrawler solo book. I'd be like, okay, I could do that. But you say, right. I have to be the god of X. I'm suddenly looking at, like, six, seven years of comics I got to read across multiple titles. And I don't want to be the guy that screws it up. Right. Uh,
3: wow.
5: Uh, you know, Jonathan Hickman, all the power to you. God bless you. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not going near that. Um, and that, so they're like, every time I kept going back to Axel's office every couple months, he'd be like, what about this property? And I'd be like, nah, He'd be like, what do you want to do? they would be like, Fantastic Four, Indiana Jones. He'd be like, we're not doing that.
3: <laughs> Appreciate your tenacity on that.
5: It yeah. a running thing, and uh, he was getting kind of mad. And then <laughs> uh, suddenly, like, I started running out of track. Like, we were getting closer and closer to 800, and I didn't have a book to go on to. And I started talking to other editors about one shots and graphic novels just anything uh mainly because i never wanted to be the guy who pushed someone off a book yeah mm-hmm. i don't want the karma of that um and uh i w- we were at this retreat and uh mark wade announced that he was going to be leaving captain america mm, yes i would love to write cap i'm thinking i'm already like spinning the wheels in my head going like captain america yeah Oh God, and I'm coming up with these ideas and I'm thinking, okay, first break, I will I will follow proper procedure. I will go to the editor. I will say, I'm very interested. Then together we'll go to Axel and we'll I'm like working out all the, the protocol. And Ta-Nehisi Coates is in the room. And <laughs> he hadn't been in that many retreats and he didn't know like there's a way. I'd like, no one's doing cap. I'd do cap. And <laughs> anything, uh, Axel Alonso, like dollar signs appear. Yeah. Eyes, <laughs> wants to Captain America? He's like, gun, <laughs> and he like just claps the dust off his hand and like next. And I, that's when I realized if you don't jump for the bus, it will leave.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So the second like I heard Bendis was gone, I was like I Iron Man. I want Iron Man. So, and and I. Immediately knew that I'd be the get to if I was doing Iron Man, I'd get to be the guy who's doing Iron Man in the year 2020. Like they said to me, like, what would you do if you had Iron Man? Like right after I pounced. and I went, it's Rick and Morty meets Black Mirror, all the way up to Arno Stark becomes uh, Iron Man 2020.
2: <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a pitch right there. Yeah.
5: But when we told everybody, we left out the Iron Man 2020 part because we didn't want to give that far away, like what we were doing. Uh, but you can see in all the early issues, uh, Bane is there, Joe Costas there, Machine yeah. Man is there, everything you need to build to something that will reflect the original Iron Man 2020. You know that Barry Windsor Smith and uh, Tom DeFalco. That uh, um, we were at um, Stanley's Memorial, the one where they mm-hmm. had all the celebs coming on, like Charlie Cox, and uh, it was lovely and um then afterwards there was a there was a nice like meet up party kind of thing we're all hanging around and um weird quirk of fate my agent is also bob layton's agent Ooh. and mm. it goes oh I, you know dan i'd like you to meet bob bob this is dan um dan's gonna be writing iron man And bob layton goes oh really <laughs> 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 like, what are you doing and i would go uh well, we're going to do the Iron Man 2020 saga in in 2020, and he and Bob goes, "You're going to do Iron Man 2020 in 2020." <laughs> <laughs> I just got hard. Wow, <laughs> that's, his highest, com- that's his highest. That's highest
2: compliment. Yeah. yeah. It.
5: So yeah. Things, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, before, so there you go.
2: That's how. Yeah. That's how Stan would have wanted it, and I'm a hundred percent sure about. That.
5: <laughs> in in a, in a really big font, and in a you know exactly. Oh, with a with a big
2: Excelsior card. is his no, most well known catchphrase, but I just got hard as like second place. Right?
5: <laughs> oh. Well, Excelsior does mean on, onwards and upwards. Oh, See,
2: that's what I'm talking about. He just yeah. translated it. Just trans- This let's, is all working out. I do want to talk
0: about the storyline a little bit Because one of the things that I've been most struck Mm -hmm. By is Writing the motivation Of AI seems like a very Tricky thing to do Uh, How are you tackling that?
5: Um, It's like When I did Surfer with uh, Mike Allred, a lot of the stuff I would Do is I would go like, whenever we hit Any kind of alien, I'd go Mike, knock yourself out Like, (laughs) Come up with it, Mm -hmm. do whatever you want have fun! All the aliens need to be able to do in this story is X, Y, and Z. Hit that and just go crazy. Um, and with this, I've got Pete Woods. And yes. Pete Woods, oh my! I've been trying to work with Pete Woods ever since we did um, this. These short, tiny little short stories called Blackjack in Amazing Fantasy 15, Volume Two. And I've been oh. trying to work with Pete ever since. Um, and then he went to DC. And every yeah. now and then I'd be talking like, "Dude, come to Marvel! Come to Marvel! Let's work together." And uh, we, when I heard we could get Pete, I was like, I, I was like fighting for Pete, not that Pete, the Pete who just left, yeah, the Pete <laughs> who bailed on stuff. I mean, Man, look. and so like when, when we're doing all the uh, robots, most of the time I'm going, Pete, have fun, Pete, mm, yeah. come up with the well, Herbie robot. is hilarious. Oh, uh, uh, foul mouth Herbie is my favorite. Yes, both. Yeah, in-
3: I can. You can tell you're having so much fun, and it's fun to read. Uh, yeah. That's to me like I'm like oh I know Dan's loving this
5: and it's really fun to kind of read, it. and also uh, Chris Gage is uh, doing script with me, yeah. so I get to yeah. I get to read like Chris Gage scripting foul mouth Herbie too, so it's it's a <laughs> lot of fun. That he he and Machine Man are the one we most bounce back and forth on. Like yeah. I'll have like mm-hmm. a different line, he'll do a different line, it's just because we want to write all the fun guys.
2: Well, and that's what I mentioned this earlier um, before we got you in here, but like the balance, the tonal balance between like this pretty intense action and sort of like very topical, like AI versus human storyline. But also there's so much fun happening here. Um, how do you balance that? And and why are you
5: why is, is that important to the story? Um, I, yeah, I want this book to be weird and I want it to be yeah. its own thing. Um, we, It's so weird. Age of Coronavirus, where suddenly comics stopped for a while. We stopped on a cliffhanger, yeah, and it's been hanging there for the longest time. Where um, Tony Stark, in the cor- in the course of time that uh, the Tony Stark Iron Man series ran, he slowly found out that when he was killed in Civil War Two, when Captain Marvel like effectively killed him, um, and mm-hmm. Ben. Just stuck him in a tube and regrew him. That the thing that came out of the tube is an artificial being. He thought he was Tony Stark, but he is no different than a machine. So now he's on the when Arno. When that gets revealed to the world, um, that since Arno built the tubes, the robot, the artificial Tony Stark that came out of the tube is own its property of Arno Stark. So all the work product that it's made stark unlimited any kind of devices in the building that's all arno's now and that's how arno wow. iron man 2020 is that his brother is an artificial being now um and that being we found out at the end of the first issue of iron man 2020 is he's he's calling himself not tony stark because that's like his human name he's not that anymore in his mind he's tony stark's greatest invention. He's, uh-huh. Mark, he's Mark, Mark 1. One. Is it like not the Mark One armor? He's Mark One. So it's in that bulky armor, but when you take it off, it's it's Tony Stark, but he grew his hair long like John Wick because that just looks <laughs> 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 um, It does look cooler. What we just had in the end of issue three is Mark One led a rebellion uh, to take down Bangtronics Tower, where they were going to put like an OS code into this kind of cloud. And take over every AI in the world. And they would all just be the willing slaves of Arno Stark and Bane. Um, And what happened was at the end of it, Iron Iron Man 2020 blasted his brother, Mark (laughs) I, off the top of the building. And he fell all the way to his death. Death. That's that's where we've been for three months. (laughs) So (laughs) this is, we've been waiting to get to issue four. So long, and once you hit issue four it's just it's a roller coaster ride to the end four, five and six it's this big big ass blowout, and then boom, then you get a whole new run of Iron Man uh
0: We actually have a question here that I think uh, segues nicely here in the comments over on crowdcast. What is the timeline between Empire and iron man twenty twenty I realize that obviously.
5: That is such a good question (laughs) that I will never answer because when you're in the moment in Marvel time, everyone wants to know how does Inferno tie into this Daredevil story? How does, you know, how does Civil War tie into what's currently going on in Ms. Marvel? And unless you're Jonathan Hickman and you tell everyone all your books are ending and we're doing Secret Wars. (laughs) (laughs) unless you have that level of of 800 pound gorilla in you then we don't want to tell you because if we tell you the order then you go oh well obviously he gets through that story fine right (laughs) you know and now he's over there or oh my god that story can't have any meaning because then he's got to go be iron man 2020 so we'll tell you when it's over now, do you think Do you think back in the day, back in ancient
2: Greece, they were like, how does this Hercules um, story myth tie into uh, the Zeus myth that I've been reading? Because like, I feel like it's slightly unrelated, but...
5: you right. going oh no!
2: Zeus was a goose, and he um, f- had sex with this woman and made this other person. And is
0: that the same goose that shows up in... <laughs> this is actually more of a comment than a question about the story Zeus no, the is, goose.
5: See, I, I want to know how Phoebe... Faye's sister over in mad about you. Like <laughs> yes, how yes. does that work?
2: What that's great. Well, Our I do want to ask men.
0: you, I do want to ask you about Empire though, because uh that has been a long time company. You're gonna be writing I think the Fantastic Four Empire issues. Um, what at- what can you tease about that? Because I feel like we don't know a lot about it at this point.
5: Okay, Al Ewing and I got together. And with Tom Brehort and Alana Smith, and we mapped out all of Empire. Wow. And Al goes off, and Al writes the thing. <laughs> and it's epic. We've got all these really big beats. One of the things I like about it as a Marvel event is all the pieces on the board are in such completely different places. By the time you, you, you things happen in this story. Um, one of the most notable things that happens, uh, like right off the bat, is the kree skrull War, which is one of the pillars of Marvel Universe history. It's something that, in in real time, uh, you know, ever since the kree skrull War was in, was introduced in the Avengers, it's been going on in some form or other throughout the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And Marvel time in the world of the canonical world of Marvel. It's been going on before the Kree had their first space gun. It's been like when they were savage Kree, when the mm-hmm. Skrulls came down in their saucers and messed with them. That, this, this is the war that's been going on for millennia. And one of the promises of current Marvel Day lore is that Hulkling, Dork uh, 7 or 8, Dork, Emperor Dork, he would, he would grow up to become... The the person that unites both the Kree and the Skrull races. And that that's happened now. We've reached that point in, in <laughs> one where Hulkling has become the emperor of the combined the Kree Skrull War is over and they've joined forces. It's all the Cree and all the Skrull together as one united force. Wow. And all heading straight towards us. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. yeah. 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 So you're going to get Avengers. You're going to get Fantastic Four. You're going to get some um, Marvel characters that are surprises. Um, it is the culmination of everything that's been building up with the Korean scroll ever in the history of Marvel Universe. Um, we've already That's shown, a lot. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've already shown in, um, you know, in upcoming covers, like one of the cool things that you'll see happening is Carol, uh, Captain Marvel will become the new Kree accuser. She will Ooh. get. Um, ah, There's there, there, lots of cool things. Lots of cool things are happening. Uh, this will have repercussions. Al Ewing is writing all of our space books. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he's. You're going to see that the the stuff that Al is doing and the stuff that we're doing in Empire. Will have a major ramification on if you care about cosmic marble, you can't miss this um me over in Fantastic Four, we're doing things that are really gonna change up uh this book um right now, everything's been going along smooth. people have been getting mad <laughs> getting fun, loved. yeah, it's nice. Been a nice, warm little blanket of comfort food of just like, ah, oh, it's the FF that I know and love. And Emo
2: Franklin, he's emo, feeling it.
5: Oh, poor Emo with it. I, one of the like, why did you dye his hair? So you can tell them apart. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. Man. I appreciate it. I so appreciate much. it, it was was so hard. Powerful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Watch out, Valeria. I'm gonna, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> um. Just so you can tell them apart from long shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's not the only reason that happened to Franklin. Poor emo Franklin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You're going to have in FF. What's coming out tomorrow is Avengers Empire Zero, which.
3: Yeah, a zero issue. Zero issue. Calm down, Pete. (laughs)
5: But but Empire Zero sets the stage with everything that you're going to need to know about the Avengers. And who they're dealing with and what characters are coming from their side of you'll see. And in FF Empire Zero, this issue, even if you're not reading Empire, if you're just a Fantastic Four fan, you want this. You want this so bad because it's characters and concepts that are going to stay with the Fantastic Four that are going to be developed and progressing through Empire. I don't want to give anything away uh yeah, one okay. of them you're going to meet is you're going to meet a new elder of the universe mm-hmm. Ooh. so elders of the universe for guys who don't know they're the beings that have been around the universe the longest and they get so bored that they find one thing in the universe they love and care about and then they become the master of that thing whether it's yeah. Enko, the champion who becomes the greatest fighter in the universe whether it's uh I will be the best gardener. I will yes. be the best runner. It's I'll
2: classic be- boomer behavior. They're just <laughs> trying to take
5: ownership of one thing. And we're going to meet a new one, and she is the profiteer. And ah. by the time you reach the end of the universe, she wants the most toys. She wants Ooh. She wants all the, to accumulate the greatest amount of wealth and treasure. And you'll find out a major thing she's been messing around with in the Marvel universe. That's
0: exciting. Mm. For a second, I thought you were going to say, we're going to say it would be like the tweeter or somebody like that. (laughs)
3: Gets
5: (laughs) the most
0: retweets of the universe. Oh
5: dear. What a dream my sidekick hashtag (laughs) and
0: see hey we got a couple of questions here over on youtube Uh, i've i've got a question oh you've got a question we got a question here over on pete's tube
3: yeah yeah two 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 questions one is i'm worried because uh, you've been talking about a question question. shouted statement and uh you're, you're setting up all this lovely things with Fantastic Four, and I'm worried you're going to break our hearts and drink our tears again. Is that true? Care to, care to comment on that?
5: <laughs> care to comment. Um, we've, we've been seeing in FF, one of the things we've been hitting pretty hard in the book is family, 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 family. Yeah, I'm wor- yes. that makes me worried. And, and now that we, we've gotten where we wanted to get to, now it's, I, I think we're going to go to the, the next stage is coming up, where it's going to be, like, the thing I like the most about uh, the Lee Kirby run, like, the greatest, so, you know, you can be a Byrne fan, you can be a Hickman fan, you can be a Wade Ringo fan, but all of us go, you know, it's Lee Kirby. Lee Kirby is the, the Rosetta Stone of Fantastic Four. It's everything you ever need to know. And wow. one of the about them is the FF were always going somewhere new. They were always, the, the Marvel mm. universe grew with yeah. the FF. You know, you didn't want to see the eighth Diablo story. You wanted to see the next thing. And you kind of felt this when you were, you were reading like the first in human saga, and you could kind of feel like Lee and Kirby going, yeah, we're done with that. Galactus! this <laughs> 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 Part one of Inhumans, part two, and you're getting halfway through. And the ass, ah, screw it. We're going home. On to the next thing. And there's going to be mm-hmm. that kind of, coming back to the book, you're going to see things you've never seen before. We're going to go places we've never been, things that will have ramifications for the Marvel Universe. Let's go. Let's explore. Let's see. Let's do. And I love it. You know, with that always, you know, with that comes a price.
3: Oh, boy.
2: Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Did you have a second? I love when characters a pay a price. Don't
5: get
3: on free. You my gotta- my follow-up question is: We hear this a lot. Like, oh yeah, it's a zero issue, but it's so important to the story. If it's you so important, why is it issue to. number one? Why make it a <laughs> zero issue? Is that a sales thing? Like, what what is the thought? Go process you
2: you hate numbers, here? Pete. Go talk to someone
5: uh, no- a <laughs> numerologist. Don't <you> don't <laughs> lay this at Dan's feet. The. One, issue one, is super important. It's super important yep. at issue one. And and issue zero is super Seems important. lesser. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Issue two, that's really important. Do not miss it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're all... Important. All right, well, thank you. No, but, but Thank you for indulging me. FFF, FF Empire Zero is really freaking important not just for empire but also for ff Uh, it's one of those things where people are going to be like if you're an ff fan and you didn't pick up zero you're going to be like dude why didn't you tell me how incredibly important this was going to be it's really important i'm telling you now it's really important ff empire zero
0: uh i do want to get to a couple of these questions uh belal says dan love the big reveal on your ff run spoilers Spoilers if you haven't read it. Uh, with Reed not being totally at fault for turning Ben into the Thing, will that change how Reed looks at things going forward?
5: Hmm. Okay, that's a good question. People are like, "Oh my God, you have changed the whole dynamic." <laughs> Reed found out that when they were in the um, when they were in the Marvel One, no one had named the ship yet. When they were, in the- <laughs> nah, when I love they it. They were in the Marvel One rocket on the first mission. And they went through the Van Allen belt and they got bombarded by cosmic rays. You know, Reed, Ben had asked Reed, like, you know, I'm worried the shields aren't strong enough. And Reed's like, oh, the shields are strong enough. This is Reed Richards. He, he got the shields right. He got it right. There was a being, this kind of planet full of xenophobes that didn't want the FF landing there. And they had this technology and he, the, the overseer, the, the ruler of that planet, cranked up the volume on the cosmic rays. And so Reed got it right. Um, and Ben, from Ben's point of view, Ben's like, oh, man, all these years I've been blaming you. But you got the shields right. You know, eh, it happens. But from Reed's point of view, nothing has changed. Because Reed's point of view is now, yeah, I got the shields right, but I got space wrong. I thought I could just go wherever I want and do what we could go to another planet. It, it never came into my mind that someone out there would attack us, that someone out there could do this to us. And we're not, Reed feels I, I let every, he, Reed still feels he let everyone down, but what is a scientific equation? It's because he didn't understand the people out there in the universe. He didn't understand the threats.
2: Not something, something you could say about Reed, maybe not understanding the people around him
5: on uh, earth. earth. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm, read read got his science down, but he doesn't always have people down. And yeah, he knows, yeah. and he still feels incredibly responsible for what happened to Ben and everybody.
0: Uh this is a question from Jose Cardenas. Uh speaking uh I love the new character Sky that you added to the cast. What's it like writing a new FF family relative?
5: It's fun. Uh, it's, she's kind of like when we introduced, uh, Don Greenwood and Silver Surfer, they were Mm. told right off the bat, you are each, you're the most important person in the universe to each other. And they go, why? And (laughs) by, by going through the whole adventure, by the time we get to the end, now we understand why. And this is similar, but different where Johnny was a kid, and he didn't want to. You know, how do you get a kid onto a rocket? Like Johnny had done all the prep work, even though they they snuck in. He had his little jumpsuit ready. He had the right size helmet. Yeah. <laughs> been prepping, um, and you find out that he just felt this pull, something about that star, that adventure. He he did everything he possibly could to train, even as a teen, to get you know to be the backup guy. There were two other guys that were supposed to go where Sue and Johnny went, two other astronauts. And they worked really hard to be the backup crew. And then they stole the ship. And what you find out is on this planet, there's this device you look through and it finds you your soulmate. And yeah, everyone wow. on that, everyone on that planet has been perfectly matched to each other. And this one character, Sky, the day Johnny used Reed's scanning device to look at the planet they were going, it somehow got conjiggered with everything else and they, they found each other as soulmates, though they didn't know it. So this has been a a romance predestined in the stars. Why Johnny got on that ship. And this has been, and she hasn't been with anyone else on her planet. And at the end of the story, um, Johnny's like, well, see ya. This is just like crystal. I'm going back to my world. And she's like, no, my culture says I need to go with you. So, even they are still in an early stage where the destiny has picked them for each other. But they really Johnny doesn't want to be with anyone. He's Johnny Storm.
2: You know. When will you reveal her to be a scroll as well?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh I, that was so uh, sad. <laughs> there's gonna be stuff with Sky. Yeah, um and there's yeah. Yeah, you'll see. But hopefully, uh if you know. The further we go into this, hopefully she'll either earn being Johnny's soulmate and he'll earn being hers. Or, um, yeah, let's put it that way. They'll earn being each other's or they won't and they will go their separate ways. So, we'll- Like
2: all relationships. <laughs>
5: yeah. Or maybe there'll be a
2: twist on it. Oh, I would bet it's going to be that last option you just said. <laughs> yeah, <added>. probably. Uh, <laughs> probably the last one you said and, and curled <laughs> up your face when you said it.
5: <laughs> but right now, they each have these kind of armbands that are like the equivalent of uh, engagement rings that you can't take off. They phase through your clothes. They they're like, ah! And if you're Johnny Storm, imagine someone stuck an engagement ring on you and you couldn't take it off. Yeah, That's great. So that's a fun mm-hmm. bit for Johnny. I'm not saying they're soulmates. I'm saying this machine chose them to be soulmates. So we'll see what happens.
2: Well, I love that story. Like the, It's the perfect foil for the sort of ladies' man, Johnny Storm storyline is someone who's like, no, no, whatever you do, I, my belief system is built around us being soulmates. So it's, this is it, dude. Or is it?
5: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because she's not going to be. Uh, we're uh, we're going to play fair. Uh, the more you see of Sky, the more. Uh, wait for it.
0: Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, very specific uh, stuff that I'm sure you definitely can talk about from Ultimate Branson over here. Uh, I think this question got buried. Uh, yes, it did a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But can we expect to see Jessica Jones, Reed, Blue Marvel, and Captain Marvel team up in Empire or After Empire like they did in Incoming?
5: There will be repercussions to what they did together in Empire. And you might see repercussions of that in what will surely be Pete's favorite named thing, uh, <laughs> Empire Fallout Fanta- Fantastic Four number yes. one something. It'll it'll be something whatever. It's FF Empire uh, FF. It's Empire F- Fantastic Four Fallout or Fallout Fantastic Four Empire. Whatever, it's, whatever it is, they're all a list. So it's like Avengers epilogue Empire, but we're fantastic. Wow, football. that's a lot. Gotcha. Uh, but,
0: here's a question, uh, back to the Iron Man stuff. Architectural Film Panels and Columns asks, Dan, true. thoughts on Denny O'Neill's Iron Man run and how his mark on the character informs your writing?
5: I, man, um, I, I I feel bummed. The... Uh, Denny, to me, Denny O'Neill is like a multi-layered, like all, we're all affected. If you're reading Marvel or DC books, Denny has affected you in ways you'll never know. Denny's the guy that as an editor goes, you know, I think we should have Frank Miller on Daredevil. You know, I think we should get this Bill Sienkiewicz and Doug Mensch guy together into a book <laughs> called Moon Knight. <laughs> and, then, and then, as a writer, he's like, "You know what I'll make ollie a uh, a total liberal and team him up with al you know and then they'll go across america hey let's bring back, <laughs> let's bring back the question let's bring back you know the uh, the shack. let's do it's like every everything you look at that Denny touched i I took um a class I was like sitting in my marvel uh disguise kit, you know with like the <laughs> the baseball cap and the sunglasses sitting in the back of a Denny on class and, and just scribbling notes at the SBA. Um, hmm. and the the thing I remember really loving was, um, he was talking about, um, the story where Batman, uh, went with the team of misfits where he was looking for that killer and he had Sammy, the hmm. seal boy and, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Wrong yeah. guy. And he was telling. One of the things he was impressing on everyone is to let your artist do their thing. To trust. You're the writer. They're the artist. Trust them to be your cinematographer. Trust them. Don't try to write. Like if you, you ever see an Alan Moore script, it's the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> 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 it, it that text out. Yeah, it describes like every drop of rain that's falling from the sky and what's in each drop's reflection, and you know. And if you look at it sideways, it becomes a fractal and drops. You know, and it's like yeah. I, I was I was talking with um, when I when I was doing Arkham Asylum: Living Hell with Ryan Sook. When that was over, it was like people at DC had opened up the toy box and they're like, "What do you want to do? Anything you want to do? We love Arkham wow. Asylum." And we were just like fielding different, you know, options. And I remember talking to Ryan, like, Oh, what are you going to do? He's like, they're going to put me on Promethea. I'm going to get to work with Alan Moore. And I'm like, did you read the script yet? (laughs) (laughs) You have to be a certain level of mad genius to want to go through that. You know, he's, he's, they're the greatest, you know, modern day comics of all time, but those scripts are scary as all. Fuck. Um, And, it's like it's the opposite like when you see a jeff Loeb story jeff Loeb story it's like he changes it for every artist he works for wow like if he's writing a a story for jim lee he's going to tee up the best jim lee shots if he's writing mcginnis he's gonna it's his job to just pitch you a big cassava melon over the plate so that you get (laughs) your artist gets to whack it out of the park and, and that's like why people love working with Jeff Loeb and why his Tim Sale books read completely yeah. differently, you know, from, yeah. yeah, cause he's now he's, this is what Tim Sale wants to draw. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it like that with a million panels and blah, blah, blah. Um, Ed McGinnis wants to draw red Hulk punching the watcher. I will throw that. <laughs> <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's kind of like the lesson Denny was talking about and how he had a completely different layout for that shot. With, with Sammy and Bruno the Strongman, and Neil Adams said to him, I get to draw Batman punching and kicking people all the time. I will never get to draw a strongman dangling a seal boy off of a, off of a windmill. <laughs> that's the interesting shot. That's what gets the biggest panel. Nah, that's cool. And that's what you all remember from that. Yeah, story. yeah, 100%. If you walk away from that entire story, you don't remember Batman swinging off the other side. You don't remember him eating with the freaks. You remember that shot in *Sam and mm-hmm. the Seal*, and that was like the tiniest panel when Denny wrote it. And the thing that makes him a great writer is that Neil Adams says, "I'm going to do it this way," and he's like, "Do it that way." You know that you know trust your trust your artist. And I I remember hearing him say that, and I'm like, okay, that's that's going in the book. Um, nice. Yeah, it's like what. What are your guys' favorite Denny books?
2: I don't know. I mean, the. the, you mentioned the Green Arrow, Green Lantern stuff like uh, that yeah. is uh, something like to, to be able to capture like um, something in the in the world at the same in in comic books. I think is so hard and yeah. to have it be relevant to the time as well as the characters and come from a character place, but also feel important and uh, serious, but also goofy like that to me is the high bar.
3: Yeah, the one that uh, DC was giving away for free that I got to reread was pretty amazing where, you know, it kind of talks about uh, uh, racism and it has this really powerful panel where it was just like, you know, and you're just kind of like, oh, my God, that was written uh, and made so long ago and it's so relevant still, which is very sad. Uh, but uh, so so great, and they didn't they didn't try to overwrite it. They didn't try to spell it out. They just kind of like sat it there, and you sat
5: on it a little bit, and it was just so powerful. And that Neil Adams face of that guy, you just felt yeah everything. The uh, there is like you know I could write like a million Spider Man stories, and I will forever envy. He did this one annual with Doc Ock and the Punisher. Oh and wow! If you can, oh, it's I'm really- going to go look that up. It's, I, I'm going to spoil this for okay. you, because I hate you. But, <laughs> Finally. The, I appreciate it, your honesty. The story, the, the story keeps using the Daily Bugle over and over again as a framing sequence to get you from scene to scene to tell you what just happened last month to do this. It keeps using the Daily Bugle over and over and over again. And then you find out the baddie Doc Ox master plan was he put poisoned ink in the Daily Bugle. Oh wow! Oh, daily Bugles are going to go out, and people are going to read. And you've just spent the whole issue reading Daily. Oh, did you ever read the Daredevil with the two gun kid? Hmm. Uh, holy I don't crap! Think so. Okay, this yeah, is, I don't. This is a gem. Go and find this, or it'd be a shame if you read it online instead of just holding it in your hand because. <laughs> It's Denny O'Neill, and it's Dave Mazzucchelli. And it's mm. Daredevil's having an adventure in the present in, in the West, and Two-Gun Kid is having it in the past.
4: Oh, and cool. The two
5: adventures are, are playing off each other, so something in the past is going to have a ramification in the present. And whenever you're in the past in the Two-Gun Kid story, it's all in do, old Dua shade. So it's all Dave wow. Mazzucchelli. Yeah, that's born again, but it's it's one issue. It's just this beautiful little like twenty-two page gem. Um, <sighs> Talk about writing for your artists. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we well, thank you for those.
2: Question.
0: Yeah, thank you, Dan. Uh, we have a question here over on Crowdcast from Ben, the Border Collie, that I think is really important to get into. Mm. Uh, ben says, Dan, who of Pete, Justin, and Alex is most likely to make a deal with Mephisto? And as a follow-up question, why is it Pete?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Pete, what would you sell to have normal numbers in your Marvel comics? (laughs) (laughs) You'll You'll never have to Uh, see a
2: number
3: zero again. I would never make a deal with Mephisto. Never. A real hero
5: wouldn't. But never read a Punisher comic ever again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dan Sly, you're the best.
2: <laughs> uh, well, one of these days, I'm going to paint my body red and show up at the <laughs> apartment in the middle of the night, and I'm going we're going to test this out.
0: We'll see what happens. I'll never pull question. Dan, before we let you go, obviously, you're very busy finishing up Iron Man 2020. You got uh, FF stuff, you got Empire stuff. Uh, any teases? Anything else coming up for you that you could talk about at this point? Or is it all sealed lips
5: Uh, iron iron man 2020 is thanks to covid is done in hand like all (laughs) all the six issues that are done i'm working on uh i'm I'm wrapping up some ff uh empire stuff uh that's going to come at you fast and furious it's going to come out like once a week you're going to get like once the empire starts it's just boom 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 um wow did you see? I did that and Pete
2: disappeared. That was yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I've tried that for so long. It doesn't work. <laughs> it,
5: something I've, I've kept up my sleeve for quite some time. And uh, a story I've been building to for almost. Uh, I've, I've kind of had two careers at Marvel. I worked in the 90s, mainly doing Run and Stimpy and uh, Bits and Bobs here and there. And then I came back to yeah, Marvel. Yeah,
3: Run and Stimpy.
5: I came back to Marvel in 2004 with She-Hulk. Ever since I came back in 2004, I have been dropping seeds and hints in almost everything I've worked in, whether it's great like Avengers, uh, you know, Mighty Mm -hmm. Avengers, uh, Avengers the Initiative, uh, Silver Surfer. Almost everything I've worked on has been dropping little hints and puzzle pieces that will build to an epic story, I have wanted to tell ever since I was like, you know, a 9-year-old, 10-year-old kid. Like wow. my my wow. Sorry. There is a an element of the Marvel universe that is so core to the Marvel universe that no one has played with. Oh when, my god. And, and, when, <laughs> you're, you know, cuz people were like you you worked on Spider-Man for 10 years and people were like you came up with that Spider-Man? No one's done that before? Yeah. And I'm like so I, I like to think that's one of my tricks I keep on my sleeve is coming up with that thing that no one's like all this time, no one thought to do that. And I, wow that in fear and horror for like my entire uh, comic book reading career. And then especially being in like getting a chance to write it, like hoping no one would get near this golden nugget of the Marvel universe. That's just been sitting there. That could be the, the catalyst, the, the, moving force behind a giant, super epic thing. Um, and yeah, we, we, we will, uh, we will, we'll get there.
0: We do have wow. one guest just to throw out at you. Uh, David Mackay in the comments says reckoning war question mark, uh, question mark.
5: I'm losing, losing. Faith.
0: Oh, you're, you're breaking up. Uh <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, sorry.
2: A real fuzz there. That's the um, new version of going into a tunnel is just covering <laughs> the camera with your finger. Sorry, I'm oh, getting feedback oh, here. Sorry about that.
5: But uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, you can say the words, but, but what is it really? Mm,
0: that's exciting. That is, is
2: very exciting. And so, wait, you're about to spring that trap, or are you still just peppering through it? It's
5: after we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna it's weird because people would say like oh why don't you do that in spider-man why don't you do that there and i'm like mm, spider-man's not cosmic enough of a book there not you go enough. all right yeah. so this is this now i'm playing in a cosmic uh field yeah the, very
3: interesting very exciting, exciting. exactly with, as we planned
5: with the first family of uh, marvel so yeah. So it's Ooh. it's time to, you know, we've had all the family feel goods for a while. So now it's time to start the uh, foot on the accelerator and where's this rocket ship gonna take us?
0: Ooh, nice. Man, Dad, that's awesome. I can't wait to read that. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so good seeing you again. Yeah, it's Congratulations so great to on you, see you, Dan. Yeah. Everybody pick up Iron Man twenty twenty number four tomorrow. Stay safe I out mean, there. You see nice the to the end. <laughs> so excited.
5: <laughs> P1's into... Alright,
0: bye Dan. Bye awesome. Dan.
3: Alright, Dan
0: Slot. everybody. As we said, Dan. go oh, pick man. up Iron Man 2020 number four out in stores and online tomorrow. Uh, now we are going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> And for your audience questions, all you have to do, as you all have been doing, drop your questions either in the comments over on YouTube or ask a question over here on Crowdcast. Uh, We got lots of stuff already, so let's jump right into it. Um, Oh, this is a question from Eduardo. Eduardo says, any recommendations for how best to use a habanero sweet potato hot sauce? Great question. Uh, so this is, uh, we we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash comic book club. Uh, we've been a little nervous about sending stuff out for a couple of months. So rather than sitting on everybody's money like a dragon, uh, we decided to instead <laughs> support a local restaurant, I want to say a local New Orleans restaurant. Uh, one of our other amazing Patreon members, and if you listen to our Cloak & Dagger podcast, Cloak & Jabber, you know him as our New Orleans correspondent. Uh, he is uh, chef de cuisine is that the is that the exact title he can tell us in the comments but brett macrus i think that is um, accurate yeah yeah at yes. a place called uh it's koshan right is i assume how it's pronounced. i'm asking the comments directly and brett uh, tell yes me not.
2: i have been to this restaurant and had a fantastic mm-hmm. meal mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, so in order to support his restaurant and local restaurants and also send uh, the folks on our Patreon a nice gift, uh, at the level where we send out those gifts, we sent a habanero sweet potato hot sauce from his restaurant. Uh, the recommendations that Brett has is uh it's really good on pork and shrimp great on mexican Ooh. food and also in our comments beer cat phd says had to do some grits with crumbled bacon a few days back and i highly oh, recommend that oh yeah that wow. that's also that pizza so It'd be good. great on
3: pizza too don't forget that
0: <laughs> sure i mean it could be, i guess i don't know do you usually have sweet potatoes on pizza
2: yeah yeah what are you saucing
0: up your pizzas <laughs>
2: oh sauce it up bro Wow! Especially what when it's don't like, you sauce, Pete? What don't oh, you sauce?
3: Sauce? So, you got sauce everything, uh, Pete. Yeah, what's the last thing? What's the last thing you ate without whiz on it? who, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I well, actually, the the hoagie I was talking about was uh, sans whiz. Wow! Because what it was what do you covered in blue
0: kick? cheese and hot sauce. That's why. <laughs> uh josh says wait who doesn't sauce up their pizza i want to be clear my problem isn't with saucing up pizza i think hot sauce on pizza great idea Actually, it's the sweet potato cold pizza. part sweet potato parts that's a little weird to be on pizza that's all sriracha no, and pizza the- great oh yes but also
2: you a lot of pizza you know has good sauce on it already it's the pizza sauce
0: yeah. And as a follow-up, and this is very nice of him to say, Straight Bullet uh, says, just a statement, I've had four different upper management in the restaurant group come up to me and thank me for the hot sauce sale for the Patreon peeps, but I keep telling them it was my idea. So being on behalf of Kushan and all the restaurants, I just want to say thanks for contributing to the cause of keeping this restaurant in business. I hope everybody is enjoying it. Uh, 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 that's awesome. Nice Brett. Yeah, Come we're on, happy to Take the credit, Brad. Come on, you deserve it, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you take that credit because I now. Let me say, you have another. I'm going to make another order tonight because I haven't had the sauce and I want it. So it's <laughs> coming at you.
0: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I we did not order any for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> but, Alex mailed it out. I'm sorry. No, it makes sorry, sense, man. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, give it to the people, man. Uh, but if you're in New Orleans. Obviously, stay safe, uh, but go check out Kushan, support a lack of restaurant. Uh, This is also from Beer Cat PhD. Now that summer is upon us and we're all trapped inside, what are your favorite ones, issues that involve summer-themed activities, not including the X-Men playing baseball? I was going to say that. Yes! That was going to be my number one answer. Uh, Um. Summer-themed activities. I mean, can we say swimsuit specials? No, those are always don't be creepy. The man. Punisher Who's- and his little uh, skull speedo.
2: I mean, You're I will say, isn't that all. crazy how the that issue got some traction because of the uh, the story with Chris Cooper, the guy in the park um, who uh, I think Amy Cooper, who oddly has the same name, called the cops on him, and he's this um, bird watcher, and he was the editor
0: of the swimsuit issue. I didn't know that part. I hadn't oh. read That's amazing.
2: Yeah, there's a huge comic connection uh, because of that story.
0: That's so funny. Wow. If she had just known that, it never would have happened.
2: Yes, definitely. I think uh, deep down she is definitely um, racist, but also she hates swimsuit issues. <laughs> That's the part that people won't talk about. Yes. Um, I'm gonna... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, for a summer, uh, the first thing that came to mind, and this is random, maybe because we were just talking about Jeff Loeb, but the Jeff Loeb uh, run he did on X-Force is set um, – a bunch of it's set in the southwest, so it has sort of a dry heat to it. it feels very summery. It's all very orange uh, orange and browns, and it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a dry heat. I agree. Uh, we got a question here over on YouTube, actually, a pair of questions. Lion Man says, did I tune in too late to hear what's on the drink menu tonight? Uh, no sir. And J.C. Archer says, "What are the boys drinking?" I'm about eight shots deep. I think you've only contributed to four of them. Pete says, "Fuck already." Mm. Uh, so, uh, what are we drinking tonight, folks? Pete uh, yeah, or Justin?
2: Um, I was drinking. Um, uh, a, I've a got glass a of Miro uh, Davila, which I've I
0: I um,
3: and I just want to say it's fucking delicious. Oh, and then oh, he signed no, off. No, and then he just left. <laughs> he uh, just poured the rest of it on his laptop and was like, "I'm
2: out."
0: <laughs> I picked up a uh San Francisco IPA from Anchor, which is pretty good. Ooh. It's very fruity. There's a uh, peach and apricot, which is not usually my favorite, but.
2: I do Pretty love, good. I do love Anchor, uh, Anchor yeah. Brewery. Um, Anchor Steam's very good. And, um, thank you for calling out. I did switch to beer. I'm drinking, um, Founders All Day IPA. Nice. Um, which is a nice, just, um, utilitarian uh, beer to have around the house. I've found lately I've been off IPAs in, in your face, Alex. I've been drinking lighter wow. beers.
0: Well you're you're the king
2: of heavy ass IPAs.
0: I do really like IPAs. I feel like if you're drinking a beer it's got to feel like a beer, you know what I'm talking exactly. about? Exactly.
2: You want to be sucking on an IPA.
0: <laughs> I'll see if I can get Lachlan Monroe to record that. We'll see. Yes, please. Let's do Welcome it. Welcome back. Pete. You missed me um, being ripped for having IPAs. Uh, here is a, <laughs> uh, here's a question from uh, Kevin. What's a team book you really liked without ever caring for any of the members solo titles.
2: Ooh, good question. Hey, yeah, I like this. Hmm. Um, this is a little bit not the uh, answering the question directly, but um, I feel like d- the defenders in all of their different iterations is such a different take on all the characters and it gets all the characters out of their usual tropes. Um, it, and there are a bunch of iterations of the defenders um, throughout the years, but like it, it, seeing Dr. Strange and the Hulk like hang out, like it feels like a totally different title. So if you like those characters, but want to see them like being weird, that's a fun book to check out.
3: Yep. Uh, Alpha Flight So anything that's coming
0: to mind for me. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like, uh, I don't know, I have such an affinity for those characters in particular because I love the John Byrd Alpha Flight run that I feel like I would follow them almost anywhere. But I get what you're saying. Like they don't. You're not necessarily going to be like, got to check out that Sasquatch title. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shaman, is he being spun off? Love it. I, when can I we would, get a puck stand Say alone. that oh, I would. I would still. I would pick it up. No, that's the thing is I would pick up all of those, but it's not like a no brainer necessarily. Yeah. Um. Man, th- that is a tough question. I think you both had good answers. I'm gonna have to keep thinking about that one because nothing's coming to mind necessarily. I mean, you, Ooh, you could say like new,
2: Stumped. New Warriors um, mm-hmm. is another good one. Any like. Title where the team came first is obviously sort of a, I think that has there ever been a, a team New warriors where a character spun out of that as the real sort of hero of it? Uh, Night Thrasher, I, Speedball. I mean, I, you know, I'd love that Speedball standalone series, <laughs> but we just haven't gotten it yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, wait, he started in a standalone series.
2: Speedball? No, he was in, he was in Spider-Man. Oh, was he? He was a, in a couple issues, I believe, of Spider-Man first and then new one, like ages, ages ago. Because uh, I think Robbie Baldwin, um, maybe Peter Parker babysat him when he was a kid or there's some weird Spider-Man connection there.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, OK, we got a question here over on YouTube from C.T. Kook. If you could have a dream writer write your dream character, what would that be? Oh boy. I think it would be my wife and William Shakespeare.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Cool. Cool. Is she standing right behind you? Did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are her and William Shakespeare standing right
0: behind you? <laughs> Either side. Did you know William Shakespeare was my original wife?
2: I guess for dream character, it'd be the chattering teeth in Hot My Dreams every night. <laughs> and a dream oh, wow. writer would be anyone who's not writing it right now because it's scary as fuck. <laughs> oh man.
0: Chatter dreams, bro? Chattering teeth. Oh, that's Pete, creepy. You got an answer to that one? An actual answer? I don't it? We know. Both
2: answered really well there. So
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, huh, I'm trying to actually answer the question, and it's hard. I think that like, I don't know. There's been some fun like changes, for writers,
0: but hmm, there has been. Some I don't fun know. It'd be interesting. In- <laughs> has has uh has Jeff Lemire ever done like a Legion title? I feel like that would be, that's maybe Ooh, not like my dream or anything, but uh, somebody mentioned Legion and uh, uh, not apropos of this over on the YouTube comments. And I feel like he's very good about delving into a character's psyche. And that would be an interesting fit.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. That's um, interesting. I'm going to throw out um, for a more realistic answer. Um, Al Ewing on um, Hulk has been such a deep dive into sort of horror, um, uh, body horror, dysmorphia kind of stuff. So, like, putting um, him on, like, a Batman uh, would be cool. Like, really getting into the identity shift between uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman, I think, is something that we has sort of been very lightly touched on lately, but not enough, uh,
0: I think. Yeah uh cool good question uh this is from hollywood homer favorite food based on a comic like if there were punisher hot cheetos
2: oh <laughs> uh, we're taking a comic book character and adding it to a snack we like
0: yeah <laughs> yes mm-hmm. like pete would you do uh mikey from star girl and pop tarts
2: yeah oh uh, yeah yeah gross hot lava he would just jam them with more garbage <laughs> what about, like, uh, Wolverine brand caviar? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a favorite snack of yours? <laughs> yes, I'm very rich, very wealthy. Or can't you tell I'm in this basement eating caviar, like a baller? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd love, like, uh, snowbird oysters or something. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? That sounded so creepy. <laughs> Why?
3: <laughs> i'm just saying two yeah. random things together <laughs> that's,
2: yeah, that's what that's what life is that's what we, we do on this
0: <laughs> yep uh great uh good question
2: the watch the watcher uh brand binoculars that's a, uh, that's a good product
0: yeah speaking no. of snacks we got a question here uh, specifically for me i think uh, from Dino 740 how are those patriotic ass oreos uh this is <laughs> they are now selling uh, It was supposed to be for the Olympics Which is kind of sad uh, But they have Oreos that are red, white, and blue And they say USA on them And then they have the Olympic symbol um, They're fine, they taste like Oreos But they have a lot more cream because they have three layers to them So it's a little too much
2: Yeah, Yo, you gotta get off this Oreo train, man I feel like you're <laughs> Every new Oreo, you're like
0: You like collect Oreos Hey man, it's all I got, I collect with my tubby Wow. wow. That's gross. Yeah. Hydrox? <laughs> uh no, no, thank you. Uh, Okay, this is from Joe Crack. How old is Mikey? Who's his mom? Will these origins be explored in the Barb and Mikey show? Uh, For those of you who haven't been watching (laughs) Stargirl, we've been doing a uh, podcast called Star Guys, all about the show. Uh, And there's actually two shows going on there. One is about Stargirl and her compatriots in the Justice Society of America. And then there's another show that is all about Stargirl's stepbrother, Mikey, and the hilarious candy adventures he gets involved in. Pete, do you yeah, want to feel this one? Some people argue is a better show.
2: Nobody <laughs> argues that. And when you yeah. try to argue that, we're like, that's just not uh, accurate. Um, yeah. Because I, I think we've all agreed, and the show is about to get into the storyline for the second half of the season. Mikey sucks. And he.
3: No, stop saying that. Mikey he sucks on a cheesesteak, com- is what I say. He's, he's comedy gold. All right. All he's doing is just giving you a little bit of Mikey and a fun show. And, you know, it, it's just nice. It's nice to have some comedy there. He's comedy like he, Yeah. He's Took
2: comedy. Second, he's talking. comedy copper. He's comedy like <laughs> gold nickel. Comedy. Sure not, so. <laughs> he's not comedy gold. He yeah. is comedy gold.
0: Uh, here we got one about uh video games from Ben LaPorter, the Border Collie. The Spider Man PS4 game prominently featured Peter working with the NYPD. How would you like to see that reconciled handled in the Miles game? Interesting Ooh, question,
2: great question.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of media, TV, movies, video games included, are going to have to do a vast just uh, reassessment of how they handle cops in all of these games whether it's going to change long-term to be like kind of grim about it depends on how much the world actually changes long-term versus the reactionary things that people are doing right now. Um, hopefully it does change for the better. Hopefully there's some permanent change made. Um, I'm not uh, very hopeful, but uh, we'll see.
2: Really. I- I'm actually more hopeful um, with the, the cancellation of live PD and cops and, and, I, I worked on a show for the same production company that, de- that did Live PD, and I have a um, lot, plenty if, to say about that, uh, probably not right now, but um, the fact that those shows were canceled, and uh, I feel like shows like Law & Order, NCIS, w- there will be a reaction in some regard there, I hope. Uh, and I, I think across the board, I think it will be, people will be more aware in their storytelling. It won't be just a given thing. Um, because so much of law and order, I feel like is what people think about cops. Like we forget how much that media influence has on everyone. And it is, the effect is much larger than we've thought, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, to that point, uh, this is back on the TV thing, but there's the new law and order series that's coming out with Chris Melody and I'm sure they rejigger this, uh, given everything that's going on, but they were very yeah. specific about the plot is like, him grappling with what does it mean to be a police officer at this point in time uh and so that's going to be coming out in the fall and i think that's going to be a really big show people love that character they love law and order uh svu um so if they deal with that in a realistic way that will keep the conversation going which is definitely a good thing yeah Uh, as for miles i guess we'll have to see uh hopefully they do i mean hopefully like I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, somebody used to joke to abolish S.H.I.E.L.D., which is funny. Uh, they found the Marvel NYPD. But I could also <laughs> see them doing something where it's like switching to that, right? Like S.H.I.E.L.D. is this ephemeral weird thing in the same way that Hydra is not specifically Nazis, though it is Nazis. So, like, Marvel stuff can still get away with stuff like that without specifically doing the thing they're talking about. Yeah. Um, But I guess we'll see. Um, This is another one from Hollywood Homer. Favorite unfinished comic series. Something went down and it wasn't complete. Ooh, Um, (laughs) that's a tough
3: one. Trying to
2: think. I I can't
3: wait to see. Okay. No good. I was just going to say I can't wait to see how Saga is going to unfold. It's been uh, so long in the process that I keep. It's such an amazing series, but I really will want to see how it's going to end.
2: Um, I well, I feel like we will find that out. I think, uh, like, is there anything that's been like canceled abruptly, or something where it's just we've lost a thread?
0: Well, I mean, we didn't. Uh, this is not like my favorite title of all time, though. This is a good title, but uh, we were just talking on the stack about the Ghost Spider title which just kind of ended in the middle of a storyline that was a pretty good storyline. And it's surprising. They say they're going to pick it up, but I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens, I guess. I feel like it's probably not going to pick up exactly on those threads so much as ghost spider will show up somewhere else. Uh,
2: This is uh, sort of in line with that. It's not my favorite title, but I I do like it. And I've been thinking about it a lot lot lately. Uh, Scarlet. Um, Bendis's uh, title that I don't think that finished, or at least I didn't read the end of it. Um, and that feels like felt, uh, lately has been felt oddly prescient about what's happening in the world now. Um, so to find out what happens there will be, um, interesting and how, if he, it's whenever he's, if he's written it or not, like where, how world events changes it.
0: And that started so great. Yeah. Uh, we got one over here on YouTube from architectural film panels and columns. Mm. Other prose writers like Coates or Lethem, you'd like to see tackle superhero books? Ooh, nice. Mm. You know uh. he he's done comics already, and I would prefer he does the thing that he's supposed to be doing. Uh, but I'm sure George R. R. Martin would love to write some stuff for Marvel, like he. Loves it. He used to write letters into them and everything. Um, I think he could do a good job. He could do a good Inhumans book. They wanted to do Game of Thrones as Inhumans, so just get the guy who does Game awesome. of Thrones. You know
2: uh, that that definitely checks out. Um, I'm trying to think <laughs> of uh, what books are um, really anymore, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Good luck with that,
3: Pete. What do you say, books? Books. <laughs> T- hey, don't Pete, read them. books. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. You know, um, you know. I I balance my drinks on them and stuff, but that's about it. Balance. Wow. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: this is a uh, not uh, this author's dead, but um, Kurt Vonnegut is one of my favorite authors, and I would be curious what uh, his comic book take
0: uh, would be. Yeah, that would be a huge get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing. Uh, This is a good one from Jace the Archer. Would you guys consider Image an indie brand still? It feels like it's safe to refer to them and Marvel as the big three now. What do you think about that?
2: I I like that. Even if that – I don't know what the sort of numbers or readership, if that backs up those stats, but I like to consider Image uh, alongside them because as far as – titles i look forward to like i feel like so many marvel and dc titles feel like just reading the news a bit like keeping up and the image titles are where there's such a creative upswell across the board
0: Yeah. yeah. uh cool There's a question from josh in the vein of tom king's mr miracle and the vision what hero would you like to see in a slice of life style story hmm Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this is probably top of mind because we just had Dan Slott on the show, but um, the thing is just always great for like a down to earth story. I know it's been done before, but I feel like that's always like one issue where he mixes it up with the Yancey Street Gang and then he's back to superheroic stuff. Like seeing just a day to day of the thing hanging out in New York feels like a very natural fit to me.
2: Um, This is a random answer, but. I feel like um, USA agent uh, or U.S. agent, um, that character who's like an asshole, um, seeing like it feels like it's like ha- the Hawkeye series um, where uh, the, the Matt Fraction run, like seeing an asshole version of that would be very interesting to me.
3: Uh, to me, like uh, there have been a bunch of stuff done with her, but I feel like Storm would be a great one to kind of get like a real deep dive into her life it would be
0: great. Hmm. like that idea. Uh, oh, we got a bunch here. Um, I, I, I want to read this one because I just don't know where it came from. It must have been in reference to something we said earlier. This is from Pablo D. Martinez. What's the worst place to eat anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Pablo.
2: That's a great question. Um, I, my, uh, I guess my answer is the subway um right next door to the pit where we do our pit loft where we do our show <laughs>
0: i mean that's closed i mean all restaurants are closed they don't exist yeah. anymore but that's closed
2: yeah and i guess technically my answer is the rainforest cafe in the basement of the carousel mall in like 1998 <laughs> in syracuse wow. new york wow grew up.
3: uh i would say the uh Anywhere in the Port Authority?
2: No, there's a great <laughs> oyster bar there. Um, I guess, I guess my um, another answer would be Pete's it's called Mount-
0: Snowbird's Oysters.
2: Yeah, <laughs> very tasty. Uh, Pete's Mountain Dew Kitchen is another one that I feel hey, like. Don't
3: you don't? That's a great bar. Uh, mixes a lot of great cocktails, all using Mountain Dew. It's 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 a good time.
2: I've tried the cold, I've tried the Code Red Nachos, Pete, and they are not good. <laughs>
0: Uh, Here we got I think one more here uh From Ben the Border Collie Anyone else think downtown Blue Valley And Stargirl bears a striking Resemblance to Danny the Street What do you think about that Pete you watch Doom Patrol Yes no
3: Yeah, yeah I mean I can definitely See that I think it's just kind of a More of a like kind of American town type of thing that they're Going for but uh, Wait, yeah I kind You of,
2: don't think it's this character from Doom Patrol
3: it would be, I love Danny. I think it's uh, awesome, but like, you know, I
0: don't know. Uh, well, I'll mention, I do think it's totally different, but for my day job, oh, <laughs> I've, I've watched the first three episodes of the new season of Doom Patrol, and they're awesome. Yes, I am flexing here, uh, but they're so yeah, good. No. I only like, I will talk about Doom Patrol forever. Pete's Punisher, April is asking, where's the Doom Patrol podcast? You know, we got i I don't know. I don't want to say fucked up, but we've got, we've got a boys podcast. We just launched. We may have another one that we're working on right now. That'll be launching soon, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we should reevaluate at some point. If we have time, we should go back and do a Doom Patrol podcast because that show yeah. is so, so good. So good. <laughs> oh my God. No. I mean, it like, do it, do it, so do so it. This is what sure. happens
2: when you play a drinking game. Everyone's opinions okay. get to be all caps by the end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right, folks, thank you so much for your questions. You're all amazing. Oh, we are also getting a plus one and a plus two over on YouTube as well. Oh man, the pressure is building. Wow. Before we wrap up here, Shame, oh, not before bro. we wrap up here, that's it for your audience questions. We're going to move over to trivia. Maybe, uh, We're going two hours. We're doing a two hour show today. All right. Yeah, we are. It. Let's do it, Pete. Come on. Get ready to. It. Right. sucking on a cheesesteak. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> let's get ready for trivia with Pete LePage.
3: All right. Well, uh, yeah. Um, we just need a first hand up. Um, I guess me, I guess. Pablo D. Martinez technically first-hand up guy. Uh, Let's invite Pablo in, but uh, today's trivia is on Topical Comic News. (laughs) Topical
2: Comic News. (laughs) Who would have
3: seen it coming? And, uh, yeah. You're going to win $25 gift card to Midtown Comics.
0: There you go. I've invited Pablo Pablo in. in. He's got his first hand up. He's accepted and connecting. So let's See what happens. Let's see what happens. Oh,
2: Dan Sloth's back somehow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Up! Hey, Pablo! It's been a minute. Good good. to see you, buddy. Before I turn it over to Pete, I have a question uh, for you. I have a question for you, Pablo. Uh, What is the worst place to eat ever? (laughs) Ooh, okay. Uh, The worst, I had to say... uh, Rest of my weight, which escapes me now, which has been 10 years ago.
2: So it's, I think, around the East 110th. Sort of. Yeah, I had to wait like a full half hour to 45 for, for something. So it's like, oh, uh, that, yeah. I mean, great point, Josh, in the comments. Never eat in the past. And I, that is <laughs> the worst place to eat. All yeah.
0: right. Uh, I'm going to let Pete take it away now with oh. some trivia.
3: All right, great. So, uh, listen to the question. Listen to all three possible an- answers. Get all three questions right. Twenty five dollars will be yours. Uh, and again, it's on topical comic news. Question number one: Dan DeDio, former DC publisher, revealed in an interview that he hated Wally. And whom is it? A Nightwing, B Batman, or is it C Sandra O? So it's either mm-hmm. A Nightwing. Or Batman. <laughs> what are you going to go it's with? got to be A. It's that is a. correct. Here we go. Question number two. Dan Fogler, a uh, comic book club veteran, uh, returns to comics at heavy metal with what title? Is it A, Moonlake, B, Brooklyn Gladiator, or C, Tony Collette? So it's either A, <laughs> Moonlake, or B, That's Brooklyn big Gladiator. Big. That is correct. Here we go. Last one. Top Cow announced the winner of its talent hunt, naming blank as its writing winner. Is it A, Adam Breen from Dublin, shout out to Dublin, or B, Steve (laughs) Crumbs from Dorchester, or is it C, Joe Morton? So it's either A, if you would like twenty five dollars, or you could be completely wrong. Oh, I could be completely right because it's A.
0: That Yay. is correct. Twenty five dollars will be yours. Thank Amazing, you, Pablo! Congratulations! Also, great seeing you. Great uh, seeing shoot you, us Pablo. an email at comicbookclublive at gmail with your info, address, and phone number. We will get you set up with a twenty five dollar gift card to Midtown Comics so you can get some comics in this trying time. Thanks. Thank you. Tom. And uh, stay away from restaurants on 10th Street, okay? Yes, please.
5: <laughs> All, right. All
0: right. Bye, Thanks, Pablo. Man. See you, Pablo. All right. Uh, now, funnily enough, people called out that maybe we were trying to do some sort of Dan connection with your questions, Pete. Seems like mm-hmm. it was not that, but the third answer's added up to some sort of Robin Williams movie. Is it The Night Listener? That is correct.
2: That's Nice. From, uh, i never heard of that movie, but it sounds great. And let me ask you, Pete, you shouted out Dublin, but Dorchester didn't get any fucking love. That's right. <laughs> What's Do up I'm with Chester that? can suck it. Wow. wow. Anti-Massachusetts motherfucker over here. That's
0: right. Before we go, tomorrow is new comic book day, except for today, which is new DC comic book day. You know what? Everything's confusing forever now. But let's talk (laughs) about, anyway, what we're looking forward to that is coming out. Uh, Pete, you have your picks ready? I I do. Um, um, I
3: can't remember the title of it. We're going to be talking about it on the stack. Uh, But it's like Dead Road or Long Dead Road or something like that. Uh, dead Body Road, Bad Blood. Yes,
2: that is correct.
3: That is correct. I'm looking forward to that. It's a really uh, fantastically drawn book that's got a lot of uh, action, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Uh, I'm looking forward to this Captain America book that's coming out tomorrow called uh, Marvel Snapshots, I believe. Um, Written by Mark Russell, who um, I feel like I've made it clear in the last uh, few months or a year of doing this show that I'm really in the tank for. Very excited for for the take on what this issue is about. Uh, The artist by Ramon Perez, I think, another an artist I really like. Very much looking forward to that.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to Wicked Things, number two from Boombox. This is a really fun book that we talked about the first issue of. The yeah. stack we will again be reviewing it on our stack podcast, which shows up in the comic book club feed and its own feed at 9 a.m. Wednesday mornings. Uh, this is about a teen detective who ends up going to a detective convention slash award show, getting framed for a crime, and now she has to get herself out of it. Again, very fun, uh, very all ages at the same time. Really enjoy this book quite a bit. All right, folks, I think that is it for our show. Uh, We could talk all night, but we we absolutely could. And we're going to. Just
2: kidding. We're going to keep going. Turn off that music. I've got more beer to drink. Uh, Let's all play along.
0: <laughs> uh so first of all thank you to our amazing guests dan slot and george casinas for being on the show uh from dad check out iron man 2020 number four yes. george casinas check out all the amazing stuff he does in the new york times next yep. week on the show we have two more great guests we are going to have daniel kibblesmith one of our favorite people to have on the show is going to be here as well as adam lawson who is the creator of a new indie comic called the eighth so that should be a lot of fun also a couple of other podcasts to check out as mentioned We do Star Guys, our Star Girl podcast. Let's hear it for the boys. Our boys podcast is currently running as well. And you can check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. iTunes, leave us a comment. We appreciate those quite a bit. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. At Comic Book Live on Twitter. And that is it. Folks, thank you so much as usual for hanging out. We really appreciate you. Stay safe Thanks, out there. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Love you guys. Good night. Yeah. See you so soon.
5: Be sweet, so your Don't
2: I love that song still says Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>